Hello introverts, INFPs, ISFPs, and perhaps even quiet ENFPs. Welcome to the INFP Daydreamer podcast. My name is Vicky and I am your host and I am an INFP. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around my experience in navigating life as an INFP, from creativity, uniqueness, schedules and productivity, being a dreamer, staying inspired and motivated, being a dabbler, trying to exercise and eat well, and my new love of nature and the outdoors, which also led me to a new interest in taking photos of landscapes. I do warn you though, these episodes are likely to be tangent driven, unscripted, and really an unpacking of ideas because us INFPs love to brainstorm, ask questions, and to be honest, we don't know how we really feel about something until we put it into the world. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and enjoy. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. How was your week? I hope that everyone has been safe and well. My week has been one of the hardest I've had in a while. It has been building up and has all come to a bit of a head this weekend just gone. You may have heard in the personality typology world a term called the grip. The grip is basically a term that describes when we have used all the energy from our dominant function. So in the case of an INFP, that is introverted feeling. So everything kind of gets flipped on its head. So we've used up all the energy of our dominant function. And then suddenly our inferior function takes the reins and runs the show. And in my case, as in an INFP, this means that extroverted thinking takes over. But it still functions at an inferior level of, I guess, development. So what we get is this extroverted thinking that doesn't know how to prioritize as efficiently as someone who may have it higher in their stack or perhaps it doesn't really know the best course of action and it for me it just feels like I'm flailing about. For me this shows up when I am stressed. I suddenly look around me and absolutely everything about the state of our home, the clutter, the dishes, things that are just left out They are suddenly unbearable and everything has to be attended to immediately. It's imperative. Like the world will fall apart if it's not sorted. But the thing is, these things that need doing aren't necessarily urgent and I often seem to miss the things that are actually the priority. For example, it would be best for me to ensure everyone is on track for going to bed and but I'll suddenly be compelled to attend to something else that's not related to that job. I think it's because 
if I see a problem or there is a problem or something unresolved going on, I just have to fix it so it's sorted and then I can settle. I'll often start to criticize my family for not putting things away or putting their dishes in the sink or not putting the dishes in the sink or leaving things out on the table or just dumped around the house. I'd drag them into this non-critical operation of getting everything just so, you know, just so I could ease my mind and they're just busy doing other things that's not, you know, on their radar at that moment and it's not always important. And as a side note, I think that I'm also an Enneagram 9, which apparently means I seek internal and external peace. So I feel like that explains a bit of my motivation around this this thing of needing everything to be just so and settled. But look, this weekend just gone was different. The grip showed up worse than ever before. So if I look back over the last few weeks, I can really see how this has been building up to a breaking point, staying up later than I'd like to too many nights, having um, some in-laws staying at our home several times. We've had birthdays, Mother's Day, we went went on a trip to um, my in-laws for a weekend as well, which was a six-hour drive. Um, So there's been a lot of extroverted activities, plus um, an ongoing stress of my nan who has dementia. And I'm heavily relied upon as the main emotional support for the carer. So these things have all built up and I mustn't have had enough self-care and introversion time to myself to, I guess, counteract all that extroverted Um, activity. And then I have also been trying to come up with a solution around my other business um, and the studies that I've been doing and what I truly want that to look like. So even when I'm, so even when I'm introverting, I'm still trying to find solutions to some problems. And that is also, you know, pretty exhausting too. Um, Yeah. And on the weekend just gone, when I was in this grip um, and I could see all these things around the house requiring action, washing dishes, um, just like every, like everything was just needing to be done. And I knew we had someone coming to stay with us for a few nights and I guess it just felt like it was too much. Um, I was in tears all day. I felt like I couldn't cope with any of these things that needed needed attending to. I felt like I would never be able to get these things done um, because I just couldn't face them. I felt like I'd never be able to face them again in that moment. And that night on Facebook, actually, um, when I have been spending a lot less, I'm not a massive Facebook user, Anyway, but I've spending even less time on there. And an article from Susan Storm from Psychology Junkie, uh, a great website, posted her latest blog post article. And it was called Understanding INFP Rage. Is like this was just for me, I think. Um, I didn't mention it 
so far in this podcast, but I was feeling a lot of anger and just frustration, anger, rage. I'd um, had been feeling all that plus a hopeless and overwhelmed feeling too. Um, But yes, I was angry and I was taking it out on others. And it was just really interesting and great timing that this article popped up when it did. Um, But here is some of what the article said. And I will link um, the article in the notes over on the blog and down below on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Okay, so this is coming straight from the article. It's not the entire article. The article is really great, really in-depth. And I'm just going to read out um, the portions, the the couple of paragraphs that really um, resonated with me in the moment that I read it. So here we go. INFP grip stress. When INFPs experience grip stress, they become less concerned with harmony and tact. They stop caring about others' feelings as much and react quickly without worrying about careful evaluation. Often this takes on the form of mulling over bitter thoughts towards others or becoming sarcastic and passive-aggressive. They will feel a restless urge to organise everything around them and fix errors that seem like raging fires in desperate need of extinguishing that entire paragraph related I could relate to that that was exactly me (laughs) over the weekend Um, continuing on symptoms of an INFP experience experiencing grip stress include feeling disconnected from their values and deeper feelings hyper fixating on accomplishing tasks judging others as incompetent becoming more critical and passive aggressive Becoming hypersensitive about others' mistakes. Becoming nitpicky about logic. Feeling mentally stifled or stuck. There are no possibilities. Becoming more short-tempered and blaming. And the last one here is feeling an enormous need to take action and fix things. I'm wondering if any of those resonate with you as an INFP as well, because that that list is just, it's spot on. It's amazing how um, once you find your best fit type, how um, you can see how things play out for you and that you're not the only one um, feeling that way or experiencing things in the kind of same way. Um, you know, there might be different situations and different things causing the stress, but how they, how it kind of plays out for an INFP, there are some similarities and it makes you feel a little bit, um, I guess, understood or that, yes, the way you're, you, you operate is, is okay. That's normal for you. Um, so I'll continue. What do INFPs do when they're angry? A lot of things can influence how an INFP will express their anger, but typically they tend to withdraw. Retreating from the world in order to process their feelings is an essential part of the healing process for INFPs. 
They don't want to be pressured to talk about their feelings right away because they worry they'll say something they regret later or they struggle to put words to their convoluted thoughts. Yes, that's totally me as well. <laughs> um, and that is all I, I took down from the article um, to share with in this podcast because yeah, there was a lot of other really um, great relevant information and I'd really um, think it'd be great to go check that out if you want to know more. But those were the bits that really stood out for me and were the most relevant in this uh, particular situation. And it basically summed me up. And I wonder, yeah, like I said before, I wonder how other INFPs out there experience this. Do you feel the same as me? And, um, you know, this is why I love the personality type work. And I said this just before, like it just makes me feel... I guess validated and not the only one experiences stress this way. It's comforting. And I think that's why I feel compelled to talk about INFP things at the moment and um, putting it out there on a podcast because I don't want to, um, I don't know, podcasting seems to be much more comfortable for me than I first thought, but it is you know it's it feels more suited to me than video (laughs) let's just say I don't have to be um like I don't have to worry about what my hair is doing or how I'm looking or how many notes I'm referring to and how um much gesturing I do with my hands when I talk (laughs) um but I digress so eventually by the end of the day the other day when I was in the grip I think I just wore myself out and I was just exhausted. And so as I'm talking here today, that immense mountain that was weighing on me, it doesn't seem so bad. It seems manageable. It seems okay. And you know what? I'm taking action as well to help um, with my really, um, I guess, this overloaded feeling I have about the things around my house. So I'm getting a professional declutterer and organizer to come in and help me um, get on top of all my stuff because I do like to be organized. I do like to have homes for things, but maintaining a a system day to day is not really, I like a set and forget and, you know, daily life is not a set and forget (laughs) at all. But I'm really excited to maybe get a clean slate with that and hopefully when I'm in the group, I won't feel as um, explosive about the state of the house. And I'm also ensuring that I'm doing enjoyable things. So for me, uh, my fave introverted feel-good activities. um, Well, one of my favorites is listening to music, just popping in some earbuds. It's always been something I've done. I just really enjoy it and um, I immerse myself in that and I usually... What I normally do is just, I think, I I don't know if anyone else does this, but when I listen to music, I imagine video, like not the video, the video clips that they have for the song, because half the time I don't even know, but I guess conjure up a story or a visual in my head of how this could be performed or um, even whatever the narrative is of the story. I, you know, get some visual, like I just come up with visuals in my head. Um, I don't know how to get any of these out of my head. I, I don't know. People who can get these ideas from inside their head out into creating an actual thing is um, something I really admire in people. <laughs> and I'm losing my voice today as well. But anyway, 
And I'm also, um, to keep me, um, it's not really an introverted thing, but it's definitely a reminder of the gratitude I have for my family. So I'm really enjoying and relishing in like the best cuddles and spending time and being present with my kids and my husband. Um, so on the, on the night when I was feeling really crappy in this group and exhausted and all that, um, I just really enjoy just looking at my kids and giving them a snuggle. And that made me feel really nice. <laughs> and um, I guess over, <clears throat> as the days passed after that, I, I guess that wave of feeling overwhelmed um, has kind of subsided for now. And I think my takeaways are that I really need to ensure I'm engaging in self-care regularly and checking in on how I'm feeling, especially when we're taking, taken, um, our attention is taken away from our introverted feeling with all the things that go on in, you know, our everyday lives. Um, it, it can be when there's so much of that going on, we can't really check in as easily and we forget, or I don't know if we forget or it just becomes too hard to do, but um, just check in and see where I'm at and what I'm doing, trying to do the yoga and the meditation. Um, I've taken a break with some exercise because of a hip flexor issue I've got and um, I want to work around that. But I've also not spent enough time outdoors and I really, really, um, really need to, I think, because that's what really makes me feel refreshed. And the biggest thing for me, I mean, all those things are big, <laughs> biggest thing for me is the awareness that learning about my personality type has brought to my life. I've read, um, I've read everywhere, like in a lot of my learnings and my studies, that change begins with awareness. And it's not that I want to change as such, but I want to make choices that are in line with my values and to tweak and work through aspects of my actions and reactions in my life. Um, so as we know, as INFPs, we are very, very, um, we hold our values very dear to us, very close to us. And yeah, so I would love to hear from other INFPs on this subject. Do you have this compulsion to sort your house out when you're stressed and overwhelmed or is it something else for you? Um, or do you feel that when one part of a system isn't working and causing anxiety? Do you feel that urge to have to change the entire thing? And that happens to me all the time as well. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Like this is just a... Uh, I guess it all just came to a head and I'm on the other side of that now as I'm doing, you know, speaking on this podcast. Um, so things that other things that are stressing me and other things in my life are beginning to be resolved and, you know, I can see things moving forward in a more positive way. And you know what? Also, I, I wasn't really sure if I'd even get an episode out this week and here I am, I did it and I'm actually really proud that I have stuck to this project so long because uh, <laughs> I usually um, don't stick to things as I find something else and I'm trying to experiment on being able to do a few projects at once and allowing myself to cycle between them. But yeah, 
And I will leave it there. Until next time, take care. And if you are enjoying following along, I would love it if you would subscribe and also head on over to elegantdaydreamer.com and follow my blog. I'm pretty excited because I've just hit a hundred followers on the blog and for me that's actually something that I'm really proud of because um, that blog Elegant Daydreamer I have it's my longest running blog that I, I'm a serial blog starter and it's been the blog that I've actually um, committed to the most and I've, I am now injecting a lot more um, enthusiasm into it at the moment too because I'm allowing myself to just immerse myself in the different projects I'm doing as I'm feeling that inspiration and I'm feeling a lot of love for that blog at the moment and also for um, this project of doing this podcast and you know the support's really really great and I really love the whole idea of blog the blog community so um, if that is the sort of thing that you enjoy being part of and following along with that would be great and I will I am aiming to be back next week and I don't know what I'm going to be talking about and that's a part of the excitement I think and I was I just want you to all take care and let me know um, if you have Actually, if you have any ideas or things or topics that you would like me to talk on or talk about how it is for me, um, I am absolutely open to any suggestions because, um, you know, I'm not sure how much, how many ideas I'm going to really have (laughs) over time. So please, 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 please let me know. And I will talk to you next time. Bye now.